and welcome to EG's Voice of the Region. I'm Jim Larkin. I'm a regional researcher with EG. And once again, I'll be getting the lowdown on a particular corner of the UK's commercial real estate market using the expert guidance of an agent who is commanding attention in the radius on demand rankings. Uh, for the first time in the series, and in defiance of the current petrol shortages, uh, we shall be leaving England and heading over the border to Wales, where Fletcher Morgan finds itself the highest placed regional agent for South Wales, and where, among the regional agents, Fletcher Morgan associate Matthew Jones is the highest placed individual dealmaker for the whole of Wales. Uh, so I'm very pleased to have Matthew joining us today. Matthew, hello. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. OK, uh, now, um, by way of introduction, um, Fletcher Morgan has been going since 1975, so pretty well established. Um, can you talk through the range of areas you operate across and the geographic spread of, you know, where you do your deals? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're seen as one of the leading sort of independent practices operating mainly in Cardiff, but, you know, we spread ourselves throughout Wales. You know, we cover agency, investment, development, consultancy and professional, really whatever our clients want from us. Um, we've been doing sort of Sainsbury's superstore acquisitions throughout Wales for the last 10-15 years. We're actively involved with one-stop acquisitions, Lidl, and a number of sort of main developers focused in London that are looking sort of at Cardiff and, and, and mainly Swansea areas. So, you know, that's been our area of focus. We're a five, you know, a five-person team, which includes an office manager. So we're relatively, relatively small. So I think benefit we get is we, we, we cover sort of not just one sector, we, we, we cover sort of all areas down here. Sure. Okay. Um, and on a personal level, what's your background um, and when did you come on board at Fletcher Morgan? Uh, I've, I've been with Fletcher Morgan, oh, crikey, it'll be probably eight years this October. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm born and bred in Cardiff, uh, went away to Oxford Brooks University, which seems like a lifetime ago. But um, and yeah, just came back to Cardiff. I've always liked Cardiff as a city. Of, you know, I'm, it's my job to sell city to people, especially people who aren't from here, uh, if they're looking at development opportunities. And I've always said Cardiff's, it had, you know, it, it's got everything, but it's 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 easily accessible. It's quite easy to travel around the city, but you've got everything here, and it's you know, it's got a great focal point with the Principality Stadium. I mean, it should be called Millennium Stadium, but we've had to change the name. Um, but you know, there's, there's 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 things that really draw people to Cardiff, and, and I've always loved it, and hence the reason why I wanted to come back. And property was always a, uh, an area I've liked ever since I was in school. Sure, good stuff. Okay, um, now we're kind of talking today um, because you are the highest placed regional agent in South Wales, done uh, almost 340,000 square feet across 40 deals. Um, what do you feel you're getting right at the moment and where are the kind of big hotspots uh, for activity? Uh, I think lucky enough, like I said before, to sort of not just be pigeonholed with, with one sector, we've had to sort of adapt throughout COVID and, and cover other areas that have um, that have the, the benefited slightly more. We've been, you know, personally being involved with the delivery of Tesla's first showroom in Wales, in Cardiff. That was a, sort of a, a big deal for us. Um, we've sort of branched out. We found the retail warehouse market has still continued um, throughout these periods. We've been lucky enough to be on some big schemes such as Avenue Retail Park, um, Crosshands Retail Park, uh, and, uh, and other notable schemes, you know, Park Towie and Swansea. So we've had deals with the likes of B&M and Lidl, which have kept us, which have kept us busy. Um, we've also seen some activity in the office sector, uh, mainly on the downsides. You know, we've done a few deals sort of on the lower end of the scale, sort of thousand to five thousand square foot mark, um, which have, have really kept us busy. I mean, that's 
not been the busiest sector for the 18 months. So like I said, we've had to sort of cover cover other aspects. But you know, we, we we've had enough being a small firm, but we, you know, we've got a we've got a we, we, you know, we, we cover a, a wide area and it's um and, and we've been in, fair, in fairness you know relatively busy for the last 18 months which is good sure okay um now for people that don't really know the area who are the big employers in and around cardiff and what are the range of property needs that they have uh i mean we've got admiral down here admiral headquarters you know you know a cardiff born company uh we've got as uh, we've got many of the key um in you know legal operators, the Evershares, the Blake Morgans, we've got a large uh, one of the largest firms down here is Hugh James, which is born out of Wales. Uh, um, and we're sort of seeing people like Right Acres, uh, which are heavily backed by Legal and General. You know, Legal and General have historically had a good footholding in Cardiff. We're involved with Hodge House, which is a uh, you know Grade B refurbishment undertaken by uh, Paramount Interiors, which has just been a fantastic building in the centre of Cardiff, which is uh, another legal and general owned asset. So with regards to sort of ownerships, we, you know, we, legal and general are one of our sort of main clients, Danny also delivering retail parks for them uh, and, and also working with them on the logistics side as well. Cool. Okay, so quite spread. Um, now, um, Wales um, it now has a devolved government with, you know, its own separate powers and spending priorities different to, to the government in Westminster. Um, does this make any discernible difference to commercial property? Uh, probably have to be careful what I say because that's <laughs> not a client of ours. Uh, we, you know, we're involved with Port Tiger, which is a 35-acre regeneration site in the heart of Cardiff Bay, which is probably one of the biggest and most prominent sites available on the market, which we are working with Welsh Government. It's quite early days on it, but we hope to sort of deliver some opportunities there. But, I mean... You know, there's, there's positives and negatives. Uh, you know, it was always a in the last year or so we've had uh, the commercial property world would argue that the M4 relief road was, was needed, and that was a, a decision made by the Welsh government that it wasn't required. Um, you know, we it is a difficult. Granted, the M4 is a great great road for connectivity into Wales, um, but unfortunately, sort of around the Newport Bringlass Tunnel areas, it's 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 it can be a bottleneck there most days. And unfortunately, the you know the majority of investors, whether it be in the logistics section, which we're trying to promote heavily in South Wales, still are going to always have that that, that problem entering Wales. The, the, the removal of the Seven Bridge toll helped, um, you know, two years two years ago. But still, we have this congestion issue, uh, which would have been addressed with the M4 relief road. But you know, it, it is what it is. It's suppose it's not ruled out in the future. Um, uh, but yeah, I think. Welsh government are, are are doing what they can to uh, to, to to help uh, you know investment and development in in, in Wales and uh, I suppose yeah that's probably uh, all I want to say on the matter. Very <laughs> <laughs> <Right> diplomatic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so looking kind of at the different sectors, um, we'll start with offices. How tough have things been this year? Well, I think they've probably been the most difficult eighteen months of the office sectors. Uh, John James years. One of the partners and has been involved in office agency for almost 30 years in Cardiff, and we'll say, you know, it, it is the it's the trickiest time we've ever had, and we say it on a weekly basis to clients, and we're trying to provide optimism that we're seeing shoots of recovery now. Town is, and you're just looking out the window now. Town is busier. People are people are coming back to the office. It's it's not going to be in the old form. We've been personally back in the office a few months. I think we're in that industry where we've got to promote being back in the office. But mm. I think the way of working these days is, is, is all around flexibility. Um, 
So from an office point of view, I mean, 2020, the, the whole take-up was around about 67,000 square feet. The last two quarters, again, we totaled about 80 and two quarters, where historically they're sort of, you know, up to 120,000 square foot a quarter. Um, and a lot of that has been mainly downsizing and out of town. The, 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 the town centre, the city centre of Cardiff has seen very little activity, only on the sort of higher end office space. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, now, a lot's been made recently about how the office sector is, you know, coming back with a bang, um, which is obviously welcome. Um, but um, are occupiers asking for more in return? I mean, what do landlords have to do these days to, to attract tenants? Um, I think a lot of the people have, we've noticed with our city centre offices, um, Hodge House, that's a, like we talked about the legal and general scheme, they've had to offer sort of managed spaces whereby it's an all-inclusive type rent, whereby, you know, fixtures and fit is included and flexibility that they've got the capsule space which has actually been quite successful at, at Hodge House we've noticed then on other buildings that you know Capital Tower another building we're on for Trinova in the city centre that's the tallest office building in Cardiff we've noticed some of the more traditional conventional leases are, 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 are no longer of interest and, and their preference would be to, to work on a managed basis uh, with a sort of you know an all-inclusive rent which covers everything um, and, and that's seen the sort of switch and, and you know naturally the funds people who own these buildings want to keep the headline rents we don't think the headline rents have moved particularly in this time you know we've still done we've still done deals have still happened at the, at, at the upper end for the good quality space you know some of the big big companies that are you know resizing still want good quality space so we're seeing the headline rents are sort of still staying the same again it all comes down to incentives if we can keep headlines of rents, you know, there's just been a tweak in sort of how much rent free we need to offer and, and, and maybe more frequent break options. Sure. OK. Um, how much space is out there for offices um, and how keen do you think developers are going to be to spec build, you know, within Cardiff City Centre? There's probably only one scheme that's looking at spec build and that's from JR Smart at John Street. Um, that's about 100,000 square feet. Historically, JR Smart has spec build a capital quarter pre-COVID and and done very well. I think we were involved with the land assembly there uh, way back when. So I think at the moment there's probably less appetite to, to spec build because the bigger 50,000 square foot plus requirements aren't quite there. I think it will come back. I hope it will come back. Um, but we're seeing that you know there is a more office space on the market, not abundance of great quality, so that'll hopefully help the spec build market. But I think I you know recently looked at the stats at the end of Q2. Um, we are, you know, we're at just under a million square foot availability in the, in the city centre. Now that, that varies from sub ten pound a square foot up to up to mid twenties. So there is a, you know, there is an element of different kind of stock in that. Um, and then sort of four hundred thousand square foot, I believe, sort of out of town. So there is, there, you know, there is a there is a good amount available, but um, quality wise, I suppose it's uh, it's not an abundance of not an abundance of it, which will hopefully support spec building in the future. Okay, good stuff. Um, now the M4 corridor, it's sort of renowned as a technology hotspot. Um, does this extend into South Wales and into Cardiff or does it stop at Bristol? Um, and if so, do you think, you know, you've got the potential to get in on it? Um, I think I've got friends that obviously went to university that work in London have been looking at very much this sort of this data, data centre market that has come out in the last couple of years. I suppose we haven't quite seen that happen. I mean, we've got one of the biggest data centre sites in Europe in Newport, which was at a former Welsh government built site, uh, Imperial Park. 
Um, other than that, there really hasn't been sort of a, a high demand, you know, but it comes back to, I, I think, in, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on the logistics side of, of the market. There isn't an abundance of, 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 of sites in South Wales, certainly for the commercial, for the commercial market, good quality sites in and around the M4 that could potentially, you know, be, could take advantage of that, of that technology benefit you talk about. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, you mentioned it there, um, kind of in the industrial side of things then. Um, logistics has obviously been uh, the darling of the lockdown for, for most companies. Um, is the same true in South Wales? Certainly, you know, if, if you do a schedule comparable between take-up on industrial to office, it's 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 been vastly different. The take-up, I think, the last quarter was just over 800,000 square feet. Um, Granted, uh, only a few were sort of 50,000 square foot plus. We certainly have a bit of demand for this last mile Amazon DPD. Um, but I can touch on again, the real lack of good quality space and the trickiness we have on rents. In the Southwest, we've seen, you know, rents are almost a 10 pound a square foot for new bills. You know, the only real new build we've got at the moment is with St. Modwin, um, like Celtic, uh, you know, Celtic Business Park, uh, just out east of Newport. You know they're at sort of 695 a square foot on anything 650 to 695 and i understand the hundred thousand square foot is under offer but that's sort of mainly down to the fact that if there is a requirement for that size there isn't an abundance of stock to offer them so they're going to now have to start to push the rent so stop as soon as we start to push the rents above 650 the schemes start to become viable um however we know there's been a bit of an issue with bill cost in covid with steel prices going up and issues with labor so naturally that's going to have an impact i think Previously, we've looked at, you know, anything industrial park related, industrial estate related at 55 to 60 pounds a square foot build. Whereas, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing signs that, you know, sort of 10, 15 pounds a square foot add-ons are, are happening due to, due to these build costs going up over COVID. So that in turn is going to have an impact on rent. So we, we, we certainly can see the demand from the likes of Amazon um, and, and deals have happened. But I think we, 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 we'd like to sort of be more involved with some of those, uh, with those bigger sites. And we, we hope they will come and they're sort of, we'll have the uh, sort of after effects of, of how well it's been doing in the Southwest will we'll come into the South Wales market. Mm, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. And an issue that's kind of, I guess, very important for logistics is connectivity. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, going east to west, it, you've got very good connectivity along the M4. Um, not so great north to south in Wales. Um, how much of an issue is that? And realistically, do you think that yeah, that's just, you know, always going to remain the case? Um, I think, yeah. I mean, touched on it earlier with the M4. The M4 is, you know, is great for us. Cardiff to Swansea. We do a lot of work in Swansea. We've done work with Sainsbury's. We're involved heavily with uh, Conagher delivering sites in Crosshands and Halford West, which are within a two-hour journey for us, which is great because of the M4. Y you're right, the connectivity between South and North could be improved. The Welsh Government sort of said, scrapped any idea of new roads being built in the immediate because of an emphasis on on, on, on climate change. And, and, and obviously, we all support that. We want to do as much as we can to, to help that. Um, but it does, yeah, it does bring a bit of a divide between South and North, um, you know, there is a fair bit of activity happening in North. We've seen some, you know, Welsh government-backed uh, development happening up um, uh, in North Wales in the logistics sector, which is good. You know, we've been involved in the delivery of a couple of cooperative stores. Uh, so, you know, we have, our work has taken us to North Wales, but I suppose it's probably about a five or ten percent of our actual work is involved in that area. And I think it does come back to uh, connectivity um, between South and North, because even the you know, Welsh Government are really trying to push will provide greater connectivity, but it's only going to be Cardiff and the surrounds and the sort of South Wales valleys. It's 
there probably does need to be more of an improved link here between the, between the south and the north. Sure. Okay. Uh, now, your biggest industrial deal so far this year, it was a 58,000 square foot letting at the old Brains Brewery Warehouse in Cardiff. Um, can yeah. you just talk us through that one, how it all came together and who's who's using it? So, yeah, we've done that to the Royal Mail. And I think, again, it comes back to lack of stock above 50,000 square feet. Uh, Connectivity-wise, where it's situated in North Cardiff, it's, it's, it's in close proximity to the A48 and onto the M4, so it's perfect for someone like the Royal Mail that's in that last mile sector. Um, Brains used it many years ago as their main distribution site for, 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 their, for their beers to service their, their pubs. They sort of wound down that operation in recent years. And um, the Royal Mail and originally had used it as a sort of a, a three month operation over Christmas and realized, well, actually, the site works well for us. Why not? Why not take it over in the long run? So that was, yeah, that was that was a good deal to be involved with. Um, and yeah, it just came back down to really lack of stock and connectivity for the last mile sector. That you know, if we if we can find that stock, if we can build that stock and push the rents, and if you've got something in and around the M4, North Cardiff, Newport, Maygore, you know, there are signs of some sites coming up and and and, and values on land values are pushing up because of this. So I think it is a sector we really are trying to push into and, and 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 we are seeing demand slowly slowly increase sure okay um looking kind of beyond logistics then i mean uh how buoyant has the you know the smaller industrial units sector been um, and what sort of companies are you seeing taking space in those yeah we've seen sort of more on a, on a regional basis in the, in the cardiff and the suburban areas of sort of you know smaller parks almost re- referring to the starter units sort of a thousand to two thousand square feet uh, and they're mainly just local independents. You know, we, there's sites in Atlantic Business Park, Barry. We're involved with Rumney Riverbridge Business Park, which is sort of 40, 50,000 square foot of, of, of light industrial units that are sort of going to local operators. We're seeing sort of like the ideas like a microbrewery or even like architects firms and just smaller construction companies being able to use these. You know, they can buy them at 100 pound a square foot. They can put them in their pensions rent them back to the companies that we're seeing a lot of that you know 100 pounds a square foot on 1500 square feet it's 150 grand you know it's it, it, for a business it's, it's not a not a massive amount of money therefore and, and we've just seen sort of rentals rise in that market to above 10 pound a square foot therefore making these developments viable so that's why we're seeing more in in in, in the new build in that sector rather than the sort of the larger scale scale and you know we've got we're hopefully delivering another one at dragon behind dragon retail park off newport road because They've seen the success of Rumney River Bridge, you know, the other side of Newport Road. So that's the sort of sector that's, that's great to be in. Um, and again, from an investment point of view, they're sort of, you know, they're, they're pushing sort of five, six percent on the yields. And they seem to be when when you speak with the, the, the London funds or the London prop co's, industrial industrial estates in South Wales are, are sort of high up on their list. You know, the multi-let states are sort of what they're seeking in the, in the, in the investment market as well. Sure. Okay. Uh, good stuff. Um, now, another hot ticket within commercial property at the moment is the BTR slash PRS sector. Um, what stage is Cardiff at with that? And do you feel like the funding is out there to significantly develop it further? Uh, we are, I mean, we're probably you're looking at about a handful, about four or five sites actually have planning for sort of 100 units plus. Um, and we're actually in Granger, PLC deliver to be delivering the first one very soon at, at, at capital quarter so that'll be the real test of the market to see how well it performs but we've seen over the last 18 months probably six months before the start of covid that funds were quite that had a, had a real appetite to, to, to sort of 
forward fund any BTR or PRS related development, mainly focused around Cardiff Central Station, uh, where Central Square is and Dumbles Road, which is where Vastin have, are proposing sort of 4,000 new homes, as well as Rytake is promoting a, a mixed use scheme on the old uh, brain site. So that seems to be the hub of where most PRS BTR requirements want to be. There's a real emphasis in Cardiff Council, which, which is good for the city on height. They really like the idea of, uh, of you know, sort of 20 storeys plus. I mean, that, that comes with build cost issues, of course, every sort of five storeys you go up. But we are seeing a real, real demand for height and sites that were, you know, historically not seen as development opportunities because they were too small. And now knowing that they can get a certain amount of height and, and increasing unit numbers and 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 that's been that's been really popular but we've got sites that have got planning and we know are proposed to be built um but actual sort of testing the market we're yet to see it but there still remains quite a quite, quite a demand from 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 the funds to sort of invest in that in, in that side of in that side of development in cardiff and we are start seeing the ripple effect of swansea Cool. Okay. Um, and you also have um, Cardiff University, which I think is in the top 10 um, in the UK in terms of student numbers, which obviously creates yeah. opportunities around uh, student resi. Um, how mature is that market and is there room for further growth? Uh, I think if you spoke to sort of most people in that sector when it comes to Cardiff, we'd probably say it's plateaued. I mean, 20% of Cardiff is made up by students. Right. The, 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 the increase of students is increasing year by year. There are there are three universities within, within Cardiff. So there's always going to be that demand. The more traditional terrace house that we all sort of, stay, we all sort of lived in is, is no more. I know there, there is still demand for that sector, but there's a, there's a lot more international student in Cardiff that sort of look for that sort of higher quality. Like you touched on, the, the, the university is, is one of the top 10 in the UK. Student numbers are growing. And from speaking with a few of the, through the owners of some of the sites in Cardiff, they're at almost 100% occupancy and, and rents have been going up and you know they're almost 100% occupancy in a year where you know international travel was was banned but still they they were still they were still they were picking up still they were picking up students who were still remaining remaining in Cardiff so I think that that market will always be there it'll always have peaks and troughs but I, I think we're sort of seeing signs that some of the sites may actually it might, might generate more value back on the student side. Cool. Okay. Uh, moving on to retail then. Um, there's kind of a narrative which might be slightly optimistic, um, but you know we're we're seeing the demise of the big monolithic uh, chains, and in their place are emerging, you know, uh, independent uh, uh, companies who are offering you know more diversity and making everything more exciting. Um, to what extent are you seeing that in Cardiff and surrounding areas? I think more than more traditional retail, certainly in the city centre of Cardiff, is, is, is being replaced, whether it be by leisure or more A3. We've seen a, an abundance of restaurant demand for Cardiff in the last three years from outfits in London and Manchester looking to expand. And, and, and the restaurant bar scene in Cardiff has improved. And, and, and you know, and we've been involved heavily with that, certainly on the leisure side. We've seen sort of alternative type uses. With, been involved recently which is currently being fitted out with sort of par 59 which is a, a, a mini golf cart concept to be the first one in cardiff we know they're very popular in, in london and manchester and uh, and birmingham and and we're seeing already that that type of alternative a3 leisure type sector is is quite is quite popular and we're aware of other buildings along st mary's street that were historically a1 retail finding that their whole building including other floors are being converted for sort of a, a mixture of hospitality, uh, creative space. You know, people are having to divide it, diversify the, the town centres and try something new. You know, the traditional retail element of, 
that the city centre is dying away and we, we need to look at op options that create a creative space, including hospitality as well as, well, you know, there's always going to be some sort of retail demand, but I think it's, it's sort of having a multi-use type city centre that will help help bring that sort of, you know, footfall back to the, the city centres. But yeah, in short, you know, we've been involved with the Depot Warehouse, which is located, it's 15,000 square foot indoor, you know, an indoor venue that has a large area outside and has thrived in COVID because they've had the ability to take advantage of an acre of land inside. They run events, they also run workshops, they have public speaking events, you know, so these these these, these aren't just, just one type of unit. It, it's, it, they've got to diversify and have events, creative space, there's a real lack of in Cardiff of sort of um, you know, for the corporate world uh, convention centres. So these sort of other things are finding they've got to diversify and offer uh, an ability to have an event space as well as just being a, a restaurant or a bar, for example. Sure. OK. Um, has there been a split in the fortunes of in-town retail and, and the out-of-town sites and the retail parks, etc.? Uh, we've, we've, we've done quite well, you know, Talking about some of the deals we've done, we've we've, we've done quite well in the Abertown retail warehouse. We've always had quite a stronghold on the market down here as as, as more of a local agent, um, and we found you know Abertown retail has sort of held its ground. You know we've been involved. We do we do, we're, in, we're appointed by Lidl for their relocation work, so Lidl have, have, have taken up a large, large number of retail warehouses alongside the sort of other discounters such as B and M and and home bargains. Um, so there has been a point of a general switch to out of town. Unfortunately, the out of town market has almost killed off some town centres around South Wales, Bridgend, Devil Vale, um, further west, the Stanetley, you know, historic town centres where all the retail hub was have now been replaced by large scale out of town development. And that 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 that, that hasn't helped. There needs to be more incentive to try and bring retailers back to town centres. You know, we're involved with Bridgend Shopping Centre and Edelvale Shopping Centre where we've got We've got tenants on rates only deals, um, you know, where historically they were paying, you know, uh, 60 to 100,000 square, uh, 60 to 100,000 pounds per annum, you know, and now they're just down to rates only and they know they got the powers, the, the, the sort of big larger tenants and landlords are just happy to keep the lights on really and just keep void costs as low as possible until they can think of alternatives, uses for the site. We've looked at social housing above shopping centres and or, or further resi development above shopping centres to try and just create a different kind of mix so we we have a client so just trying to have to think outside the box a bit when it comes to when it comes to the city, the city center and the town center sure okay um on the subject of rates um one of the policies that came out of the labor party conference this week um and you can kind of see it being adopted by other, other parties if it gains enough traction um was to kind of you know they want to scrap business rates in their current form is that something you'd support and do you think that could play a, a role in help, helping high streets uh, it, it certainly would. I mean, it's whether whether or not they go and scrap business rates altogether. Obviously, certain sectors are, are, have the ability to continue with it. But no, I agree. I, I think high streets. That's one of the big cripple, crippling effects has been has been business rates. You know, we, we we're seeing an influx of more independents. Well, they are. If they're going to keep their overheads as low as possible, there needs to be some incentive for them to. You know, if 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 the landlords require rent. There needs to be some sort of something done to the business rate side of, of everything and we have been saying for years something needs to be done on business rates in an ideal world town centers that are struggling would have business rates scrapped altogether and developers and investors would would consider town centers if if the tenants then decided to, to flock back you know and, and that would all have a bit of a you know, it all got work hand in hand developers and investors 
We put money into these town centres because the rents have improved again because the business rates have fallen away. So yeah, I, I think that would absolutely have a positive effect on it. It's just to, to, to what extent they actually actually go with that. With that, if, it's a, if it is a full scrap, then yeah, no doubt it will have a, a, a positive impact on on. on encouraging tenants back into into town centres. Sure. Okay. Um, what do you think kind of landlords of high street properties need to start doing if they want to attract occupiers back? <clears throat> I think it, it comes back to sort of creating quirky space. The uh, guys who are at the, the arcades in Cardiff, Mansford, have looked at a courtyard development, which is uh, includes sort of street vendors and pop-up, uh, you know, pop-up shops. That will help bring footfall to an area that will you know help the city center as a whole we, we they've got to think almost a bit outside the box with creating a multi-use within these properties you know it's, it's obviously we talk about the last mile sector helping online sales and online you know amazon is you know and there's talk of amazon shops becoming a thing having landlords of if, if, if rents in the town centers become affordable there might be it might, you know, it might bring, might bring the tenants back. But I think uh, it's tricky. It's a tricky one to say. What can landlords do? Landlords ultimately bought these investments and bought these properties at a certain rent, and a lot of them bought them at a rent that are no longer there. You know, if business rates fall away, then yes, hopefully rents can ha- improve, and landlords are, are getting the return they bought into. But I think what we're seeing from landlords is they are having to create a different type of gone are the old traditional retail units and more of a you know a, 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 the market hall concept seems to be very popular here of more than one use under the building more than one operator um they become you know a lot more more management intensive but you get the return you need and it brings footfall to the area which no doubt helps improve occupiers and improves rents sure Okay. Um, now, um, one of the things that's really kind of raised the profile of Cardiff is its film and television industry. Um, you know, uh, things like Doctor Who, Sherlock, and current productions like His Dark Materials. Um, how much has that helped transform the kind of reputation of the city, and how valuable is it in terms of the occupiers it's brought in? I mean, we we notice a lot of film industries renting space, renting offices, renting warehouses for filming. They tend to be more short term. But that Bad Wolf, a company that was built up in South Wales, is heavily involved now in the American film industry. And they've taken further industrial space at Ocean Park. Uh, they've taken the old Pinewood Studios off Welsh government. So the fact that they are taking their property requirements are improving and they require more filming locations. I mean, Wales is a, you know, probably biased, but Wales is a, it's a beautiful place for filming. We're seeing, you know, all you have to do is read online whatever famous, what the next famous person is in Cardiff who's filming down here. And that no doubt helps bring people to Cardiff. If they see such production being filmed here and filmed in a certain location, it, it gets a reputation and no doubt it's all having a positive effect. The fact that Cardiff's being used, we've got the property these people feel fit for purpose, which is good. And, you know, it's only it's it's, it's only going to help sort of improve the reputation of Cardiff and in turn hopefully improve sort of investment. And, you know, as the media is a, is a big, big part of Cardiff. The new BBC Wales headquarters are right by the train station. As soon as you come off, you see them. So, you know, that, that there's a real emphasis on, on the media world and, and, and they've been quite active taking commercial property down it. Great stuff. Okay, and just finally, um, you became a Radius data partner at the start of the year. Um, how are you finding using it, and what benefits is it bringing in? Uh, 
Well, it's simple from a data point of view. We've got the ability to collect data on deals, you know, and and uh, and occupiers uh, and, and what development works are going on, you know, at the touch of a button. So it's 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 very useful from us. We can log our deals pretty quickly, remotely, and and individually within the office. And they're online within a couple of minutes. Similarly, we then got the access to other other partnering firms that that do the same. So no, it's it's been very useful. It's very useful to keep a track of what's going on and and, and what sectors are are doing well in, and therefore we can show just a, a bit more focus in our day to day work to what sectors we think are, are you know we need to be we need to be involved in and what direction we need to be moving. Great stuff. That's good to hear. Okay, well, on that happy note, um, I think we'll bring things to a close. Thank you ever so much for your time, Matthew. No problem. Thank you very much.